0: Hi, in this lesson, we're going to go over domains versus hosting for online course teachers so that you can specify the names of your services, as well as have those names point to the web servers that actually provide those services. Hi, I'm Angel from Artsy Course Experts, and we help creative online course teachers with their tech. In this lesson, we're gonna go over domains versus hosting so that you can know how to provide names for each of your services. And then those names, you can configure them to go to the right places for all your different websites, your email, your community, your course. You might not even understand that domains are different from hosting. So we're gonna get into that so that you can explain it and you can understand it. If you do it, or if you get somebody else to do it, you can explain what you want for your business requirements. Let's start off with what is a domain? A domain is a registered internet name with a directory of tech information. A domain uh, might rtcourseexperts.com And with that domain, there's a list of information. Where is my website? Where is my email? Where are my courses? Where are my communities? All those different things. For everything within that name, it's like an address book, so to speak. And for each part of that domain, for any asset there, there's an entry that says where to go find it. So that's the domain. It's sort of the official name, and it has information about where to find each aspect of things for that domain. Next up is hosting. What is hosting? Hosting is the computer that actually provides a service. So hosting is the actual computer that is the web server and it may or may not be the same provider that gave you the domain. The hosting could be a different provider. It could be a totally different type of technology, but the point is that hosting runs the actual files. It has the data and it serves, and your clients, your customers, your students talk to your hosting provider to receive information. Hosting is the actual computer that provides the service. Domain is the address book that tells you where to go get that server. Let's dig into this a little bit better. For domain registration, as a owner, you lease a name. You, you figure out your domain. Let's just call it name.com. You register it from a place like GoDaddy or Namecheap or registrar.com, and you register your name and you pay monthly or you pay yearly or whatever your arrangement is. You then have that name and you get to decide what happens when people visit that name and what are all the services that are associated with that name. There is a term called TLD or top level domain. This is the .com or the .org or some other thing like .me and sometimes they're generic and sometimes they're associated with countries. When you register your name.com, com com would be for company, you could have that option. Name is what you choose. And then just so you know, there's other subdomains. You can have a word in front of name. Once you have this domain registered, you can then provide entries for each type of feature in a domain. You can say, Where is the www of name.com? Where does it go? So that later, your customers, your students, they're going to use their browser. They're going to speak to the domain system and they're going to say, hey, where is the www.name.com? And then the domain system is going to return them an IP address. And then they go to that website to go access the service. You should also be aware that there's this DNS, domain name system, and that's how all these systems talk and communicate this shared database. This is where all your information about your domain is stored. And in the example of a student with a computer browser, their computer uses DNS to look up your name. And once they look up your name, they get an IP address, an internet protocol address that says, hey, that computer, that service that you need, it's over there. And then the browser proceeds to talk to the web server. But first, it needs to use the domain to look up. What is your company name? What are the services that you're trying to provide? And what is the service that they need? Let's switch over to web hosting. Web hosting is the actual web server. This is a real computer somewhere at a data center that has a computer, it has a hard drive, it has a network, and it's running a program. It could be a web server, it could be a different kind of custom program, like a custom course application, but it's a real computer running service. And so it had access to all your files and when your students or your customers access this web server, it delivers files to them. It delivers email, it delivers other things. As an example, if you're using WordPress for your website, the WordPress is running on your hosting provider. Your domain, your company's name.com, that says, hey, when you try to access the www of my name, go to this special location, because they have my real computer, they have my web server, and talk to them about getting all the files, all the HTML, okay? Sometimes the computer that's at your hosting provider, it's an actual program, it's a web app, and it has logic. It could be like, maybe it's a it course, A Thinkific course is an actual program that's running somewhere where you log in, you enter your username, you browse a collection of courses, course by course you access lessons and you download videos and there's a navigation bar. That whole process is a computer program running on a server. So That's part of the hosting. Either you're hosting it, maybe you're hosting it on a LearnDash course plugin, or maybe you're using an OEM service provider like Thinkific, Teachable, or Kajabi. That's all okay. But that is the server that is hosting and running the application that you need to provide. The information that says, what is the address of that web server? That's on your domain. Your domain says, oh, academy.name.com. That's at this web server. And then at the web server, it's running the course system for you. And don't forget, uh, servers might be dependent on different servers. As an example, your course server could be dependent on another service provider for videos. Videos could come from Wistia or Vimeo. You may or may not even know that, but your clients, your students who access your course system, they are accessing your web server, and it provides all the HTML, the navigation, the, the PDFs, and whatnot. But It might also rely on other third-party servers to pull in extra information, and that's okay. That's just how the internet works. Now you know the difference between domains, which are really like address books, and hosting, which are the actual computers that provide files and run programs. Let's go into a little bit of an example. We have a couple of properties. Let's go over these properties and then we'll discuss what is an example domain registration and what is an example hosting platform. On a website, you might have www.yourcompanyname.com and maybe you're accessing like a certain file or certain page like voice training. When you do that, you're talking to your domain and you're saying, what is the IP address of this website? Because I need to talk to them. You go to your domain and you say, I'd love the web page for this domain. And then soon after your browser receives that information, it then goes and talks to the web server. That might be like, as an example, a WordPress server that's running somewhere. And so at that point, your browser is talking to the hosting platform to go get files. What's the HTML? What's the logo? Tell me about this website file. Next up is email. You may have a variety of emails at your business. Let's just say you have an email called doremi at name.com and you're trying to send an email to that person. Your mail program is going to say, hey, domain for name.com, where is your email server? I need to send a message to this destination. Behind the scenes, you may have used Microsoft Office 365, and that has all your email servers, your different mailboxes, and your different mail programs talk to that Office 365 to send mail, to retrieve mail, etc. For email, use the domain to find the mail server, and then your mail clients work with the hosting platform that's the mail server to download and send emails. Next up is courses. You might have a domain called singing Academy at name.com. When you try to access singingacademy.name.com, your browser is going to talk to your domain system and say, where is this course? I need to look this up. Hey, name.com, I heard you have a singing academy. Is that true? Can I have the record for that? And if it's there, you're going to get an IP back And your browser will then access that IP. And that might be maybe a Thinkific server. And that has your lessons and your videos and PDFs and quizzes and whatnot. But it goes to a very specific Thinkific server and a very specific Thinkific page that provides your courses. And you've wired that up. You've configured your domain to point to that specific server. And the same thing goes for a community. Maybe you have a cool community called Voice Club, and first of all, when your clients are trying to access your Voice Club, they go to your name.com, and they say, I'd love the Voice Club information for name.com. Then the domain says, yep, we found it or we didn't find it. It sends back that information to your browser, or maybe it's a community app that's running on your mobile phone. And then... From that point on, the app or the browser starts to talk to the address on the other side. Hey, I'd like to access your information. I'd like to log in. So maybe this is running on circle.so and that's fine. Circle.so starts to provide the information. And that's where you could see all the rooms and the discussions and all the members. Again, the domain provides the exact address and it maps names to internet addresses. And then soon after your browser or your application accesses the programs that are running on those servers. And that's because they're running on some sort of hosted platform. To recap, your domains hold your global address book and hosting provides your content. So now you're a lot smarter on domains versus hosting. And and you need to think about that, that there's sort of two different services and you need to think about what are the things that are in my domain and what companies control my domain, like maybe GoDaddy. And then where are my hosting providers? Where are my different services hosted? To learn more, check out the info and links in the notes. Subscribe now to get more tips for creative online course teachers. And if you need any tech help with your courses, your community, or your teacher website, visit www.rtcourseexperts.com. Talk to you soon.